All right, it's time for Capital Chat. And with me in the studio right now is David Evenson and Richard Peterson. David is a peer support specialist with uh, Clinkett and Hyder Reentry and Recovery Program, and Richard is the president of TNH, Clinkett uh, and Hyder. How are you, gentlemen? Good, good, good. Thanks a lot for having us on. Well, we're glad to have you here. Uh, we have you here for a specific reason, and that is for the Men's Healing Summit, which is coming up. Uh, who wants to start? Um, I, I can go ahead and start. Uh, yeah, thanks for having us on today. We're really excited about this work. Uh, Clinkett and Haida has really been delving into healing our families, our people. Uh, we just finished up a women's intensive healing retreat. And uh, next month here in just a couple of weeks, we're going to have our men's health summit. And really it's about beginning that work of healing and, and rebuilding some of our um folks who probably have to carry a lot of trauma and have found themselves you know really kind of lost okay okay and and w- this men's healing summit what does it consist of it's it's a three-day deal correct yeah and it's um put on i think in partnership with our behavioral health department under dr tina woods and then also through our re-entry and recovery programs here and uh you know our team has been building and so it's going to be pretty intensive. It's it's going to be something that we hope is just the first of many. Um, you know, it's funny to say that as you want to do this work, it's the the end goal is to end having to do this work, right? Sure. But uh, we're going to have some pretty incredible folks come in and be speakers. Uh, one of them, we have a, a great guy, Percy Crosby, coming in, who's going to be our keynote speaker. He comes to us from Skidigat in Haida Gwaii. And I've gotten to know Percy over the years, and he started doing men's groups. And, you know, it was really incredible to hear his story because when he first started, he'd get, you know, just a handful of guys who would even show up, maybe three, four guys. And now it's so popular that they've had to break into different groups and and really, you know, 70, 80 people, and they're doing summits. And, you know, it's incredible work, and it's heavy lifting. So... We're excited to hear from him and and what you know we can do to emulate that work. Well, that's that's uh, very encouraging. Now I, I have to ask because I'm not familiar with the work or this type of a program. So is there a particular clientele that that is targeted? Is is it somebody specific that is in need of something specific? Well, <clears throat> essentially, it's with those folks who are are, are struggling with uh, addiction and depression uh you know mental ment- mental health situations and we're what we're trying to do the, the goal is to gather these folks together uh give them some uh tools and some ideas on on how we did it on how we became uh, uh sober for instance uh, i have six years of sobriety and i'm in long-term recovery but i've had a lot of issues uh, 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 in the past, you know, in and out of prison, in and out of uh, recovery, um, rehabilitation centers and stuff. And uh, I had finally come to the conclusion that I, I just had enough. And so what we want to do is we want to take those tools, we want to be able to communicate that and have them uh, uh, bring these uh, messages and tools to their respective communities and and, and hopefully the goal is for them to start up 
uh, something in their community to to uh, uh, help help that recovery. Okay, and you know, I got to say, it's very encouraging to know that you've had your own struggles and have overcome these struggles. Uh, you, like you said, you finally got to the point where you said, "I've had enough of myself." So, when was that point, and how did you get there? Seven seven two thousand seventeen. <laughs> You got the date. Yes, yes, absolutely. I mean, it's definitely a a tradition of uh, ours in support groups to be be able to remember our uh, uh, our our sober dates. So, uh, yeah, it was uh, July seventh, two thousand seventeen. I found myself in a prison cell, looking at you know a substantial amount of time. But fortunately, I got the um, I, I I got a second chance at life. Uh, third, fourth, fifth, you know what I mean? Um, But it was this one that really stuck because um, I knew that, number one, I had enough, and number two, I knew I couldn't do alone, which is something that I really tried to do in the past and made that, you know, uh, bad mistake uh, of trying to, you know, uh, tackle this disease of addiction, you know, uh, in, you know, alone, so. Okay. Everybody needs a helping hand. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely, and 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 it's not just encouraged, but I implore people, you know, who have, you know, problems of addiction to to not try to tackle this stuff themselves. Do you find that pride tends to get in the way of that a lot? You bet, you yeah. bet, absolutely. Pride, pride is the one that nearly killed me. Yeah, uh, pride was the one that said you got this, and it, it's that—that's not the correct terminology. It's we got this. We got yes, this. yes. You know, together, what, what, what I can accomplish with three, four people, uh, I, I could never do alone. Wow. You know, I mean, just take it. T- take take uh, the example of uh, of uh, building a house. I mean, are you gonna, you know? tack up the walls yourself are you going to be able to bring those walls up yourself no you need somebody there to actually uh, um, you know uh, assist you in this in this type of work recovery is no different you what 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 this folk what these guys um, what they see I could probably not see myself you know from what angle they're looking at you know, because I'm so close to the disease, if that makes sense. Sure. Being inside the box looking out is different than outside the box exactly. looking Exactly. Right. Uh, and, and, you're, and yourself, Richard, uh, you are the president of Clinkett and Haida. And how did Clinkett and Haida become involved with this type of a program? Well, you know, we, we operate so many programs to help our tribal citizens. But really, if you don't tackle the issues of trauma, historical trauma, um, that lead to, you know, addiction, suicide, isolation, suicide, all, all of these uh, unfortunate issues, you know, we're never going to change the narrative. We're not going to change the story. And, you know, I have 20 years uh, clean myself from drugs. And, you know, I think the message for, from me is culture heals recovery is possible and you know you talk we talk a lot about our cultural values right and and that's not just rhetoric it's something that we live by but you have to put that into practice you have to use it when we talk about holding each other up you know all all these different values that you hear us um really extol and go upon it's really important for me as a leader of clink and haida that we 
walk our talk that we're there to hold up folks and and walk with them and you know there's so much shame around addiction and mental health issues and you know i always think what it means to be clinget or haida you know the word clinket literally means human being right haida means the person and that's what we are first and foremost is just people None of us better than or, or worse than. And some of us have, you know, made different choices or had different situations. But nobody um, should be put down or, or felt like they can't be the best versions of themselves. And that our tribe should be the one there doing what we can to walk the journey with people. We need to do more. I know that as the leader that it's never enough, but we're really beginning this work. We've created um, we, uh, a department around behavioral health now. We know that a lot of our folks who come in for services, you know, everybody's at different levels. Sure. And I think so many uh, carry that shame they don't want to admit. And, you know, you heard David talk about the pride. Um, you know, pride can really get in your way. And we're raised to be proud of who we are. And we should be proud of who we are. But we should know that as Clinkets, Haidas, that um, we can do this together, that there should be no shame. And, you know, we're doing reentry and recovery. And, you know, we just had a um, little celebration, an open house for um, we're rebuilding the Haven House which is our um, housing for women who are recently incarcerated. And, you know, it's in a neighborhood, and we heard some pretty loud concerns from our neighbors. Not loud, in, in a, but very direct concerns sure. about, you know, how are we going to run this facility? What kind of facility is it going to be? And they've had the Haven House there before, and, you know, they've had some traumatic experiences with uh, the Haven House as neighbors. And, you know, I can't promise that, you know, this work is going to be immediate and you're going to see people just healed and doing wonderful. All of it's a a really hard path and it's a journey. And we're just saying that we want to walk this journey with people because, you know, our COO, Roald Helgeson, always says, what kind of neighbors do you want to have? Right. Well, I can guarantee you if nobody does the work, if nobody's willing to help folks walk this journey, I can tell you what you're going to see. You're going to continue to see people go back into the system. You're going to see crime. You're going to see all these things continue to elevate. Things that I hear every day in our community of people complaining about, well, okay, it's one thing to complain, but let's try to bring solutions to the problem. And I don't know that I have the solutions, but I'm certainly going to work to be a part of the solution. And I think for me, it's showing up, being present, you know providing opportunities we can provide jobs but if we don't provide jobs counseling peer support all these other things you know it's always a shock to people when we go hey we got them a job they're doing so great and then they fail and it's like yeah because you got to invest in them you got to walk this journey with them you can't say here's the path good luck we'll see you later you, you really got to walk it with them doesn't work that way and yeah. for guys like david and myself and others who have you know lived experience you know people think as president of clinton Hyde, i probably shouldn't talk about this but yeah i i found myself on a bad path in life and because of the support of others because of others uh, belief and love in me i was able to find my way through recovery now a question for both you gentlemen richard and david 
Did this type of a program exist when you found yourself in that hard time and needed the that hand up to say, hey, here, let's help you get through this? Well, you know, I, I think it had existed, but it, not so much here in Juneau. Um, I know that there was... I mean, when I when I was getting sober, there was no place for me to go. When I got out of jail, I had to go from one person, one one family member to another, in order to you know uh, uh, seek shelter. So the facility didn't. So exist. the facility didn't exist. No, this was uh, uh, this was about four five, four or five years ago that I got out, yeah. and um, there was no facility at all for men. Um, there was a facility for women. Um, but uh, this is, it's absolutely amazing. Within the past few years uh, that has gone by, we have two facilities now for men. And Clinton uh, um, uh, and Hyder has really spared no expense. Progress. Yeah, Progress. to put their best foot forward on this one. And I'm just so happy and proud to be well, that tells <laughs> part me of this that, organization. It tells me that the message got through to somebody who said, you know what, that's, that is a necessity in the community. Get over the pride, get over shaming anybody. Just get, let's do it, make it happen, and move forward. You, you know, if I could tell you a little bit about why Klingenheide really delved into this work is a number of years ago, we had a grant-funded program called Second Chance. And, you know, I really pay attention to what we're doing within the tribe. Yeah. And it, it really resonated with me. Um, so we would uh, really just be kind of counseling and a job service, helping folks who are recently incarcerated, get make sure they were getting counseling services and jobs. And then the grant went away. And I was just like, okay, now what? What are we doing for folks? And, and so we were delving into the work and we had, you know, different folks working at the tribe. Um, shout out to Talia Ames, who really, really passionately believed in this work. And, you know, she brought to my attention that, hey, this grant's gone away. We have no funding. I was like, we got to keep doing this work. So we kind of um, put you, it together. But it was, found it. Yeah, it, it wasn't great, you know. And then, it, you know, as I became more and more aware because of the work that we were doing and the folks like Talia, housing is a huge issue, right? And I knew, so there was Haven House out there for women, really nothing for men. And some people were reoffending so they could go back in and have housing. They just had nothing. So it's why, you know, so the other is, again, we had all these programs where we'd help people get to work, but then they didn't, you know, so we started seeing... There's a, big, there's a bigger puzzle here, and here's just pieces. And we started putting those pieces together that, hey, we, we need a strong behavioral health component. Hey, we need housing. We need jobs. You know, you really want to believe in second chances. You, you got to put it together. And, you know, for my own recovery, I knew that a big component was our culture. That's what I turned to. And so I wanted to have, you know, culturally responsive programming, and that's just what we're building. It's not perfect. We're, we're, we're not waiting for perfect to start that work. We're doing it, and, and we're learning and growing. And, you know, we have partners in the community. You know, when you think about behavioral health, there's so many different options right here in Juneau. But, look, the problems are bigger than the solutions right now. Right. And so we really lean on our partners, but we also realize we have to build ourselves up 
you know, you could search is overwhelmed with behavioral health issues right. right now. You know, the pandemic really expounded upon that as well. You know, so we can't wait for one entity to fix us. I think we all have to be. So uh, what I'm hearing, correct me if I'm wrong, what I'm hearing is the ability to lean on your culture is just as important as the housing, the skill training, the j- having the jobs available and the mental health uh, uh, care, the behavioral health uh, care. It's just as important. From a native um viewpoint yeah absolutely you know if you want to talk about historic trauma which i can go on all day about right but the the boarding school residential school issue it it all compounds so like you would think oh you had a great life i have wonderful parents you know but things happen in life that made me you know go down the path i went went down but yeah cultural so the loss of language the ability to express who we are those things and so for me growing up in the village when i wanted to get healthy i had to turn to our culture you know culture our culture heals and i i always tell the story i remember you know in my recovery i'd actually gained a tremendous amount of weight like just kind of traded one addiction for another and I was just not living the life I wanted to live. And I remember some friends saying, let's go out and get Devil's Club. Let's just go out. And I had found that I hadn't even living in the village. I hadn't been out in the woods in a couple of years. Wow. A guy who hunted and fished and did all the things that I loved. I wasn't doing those anymore. And so I remember the first time I, I was almost scared. I had gotten so big. I was afraid to walk through the woods. I thought I was going to hurt myself. But because I had loving friends who said, come on, let's just do this. And I did. And I just, it was that cathartic moment where I realized in gathering medicine was the medicine, right? Our culture heals us. I remember Stan Marsden, a well-known Simpson carver, master carver, did a totem pole in my village of Kassan. And and it was all about recovery. And he had lost his son to an, an overdose. And so that I found myself with people who could openly talk about addiction and the struggles and, you know, holding each other up and, you know, carving and, you know, just doing those activities. And that's where, you know, I didn't go to a program. You know, I did it. I did outpatient counseling, but I never went into a treatment. I, I turned to our culture. I turned, And, you know, that's not to say that's for everybody. Everybody's right. different. But we have to just provide those resources. They have to be available. Yeah. I think another good example of, of culture uh, healing is uh, uh, when I was young, uh, I used to go to these uh, um, you know, potlatches or kuik. And one of the tasks that, that my aunties always uh, gave to us is to help the elders or uh, the opposite tribe. So we were in a really uh, um, long-standing uh, um, task for, for, for service, which is a huge part of my recovery. It is a very huge part. I mean, it, it's, it's nice to be able to put, put on a, uh, uh, an event, but for me, it's very personal and it's, and it, and it, and it's an obligation uh, to give back so freely what has been given to me. Wow. Yeah. Well, you guys are both very, very inspiring. Um, before we wrap it up and I let you go, is there a website 
that we can mention or phone number or email address for folks to get more information if uh if somebody is in need of these resources the services how do they get in touch with you yeah you can go to the clinkett and Haida website um I don't even know the address, actually, but, um, you know, just Google Clinkett and Haida Central Council, but also our Facebook page, and, and we put a lot of information out there. Um, I'll make sure that we share, get those actual addresses for you folks so um, we can get that on there. But, um, yeah, absolutely, you know, look those up. Make sure that uh, you share those pages and, and those events. Um, we, we're really hoping that, a lot of our folks decide to show up that you know maybe you're um not comfortable with it like nobody's going to force you to do anything right you know show up listen here and if you want to share and participate i think i think that's really wonderful you know it takes baby steps and i think one message i, w- I want to share with folks is when you're in recovery it's a journey right and you're going to have bad days and you're going to you consider yourself a failure you might relapse but it's like, what do you, how do you respond? That's, that's right. where the strength comes in, I think, is being able to choose to be sober today. And if you fail, choose to be sober the next day. It, it's literally one day at a time. And I never thought I would, you know, there's a, a, a window in my life where I was, I was making those bad choices. And I didn't think I was going to see a way out of it. And I did. And you start building up those days of success. And you know, moving forward, and pretty soon you look back, and it's it's been just such a amazing journey for myself. Like I, some days, I can't even believe I am where I am, right. considering the dumb choices <laughs> I made and the mistakes I made. You know, but I, I want people to know because there's there's a lot of um, I, I don't know what you want to call it, poison or, or turmoil in our in our community. People hurting each other, people hurting themselves. Um, and you know i i think you have to take accountability but if all we're going to do is hate and drag each other down we're, we're never going to get better yeah, you know that's a waste of energy yes. it, re- it really is uh we we've got to get past that and move forward i got to applaud both you guys uh you're you're both an inspiration and you, what you're doing is is great work again you can google central council clinkett and Haida. check out the facebook page and uh this event it is the men's healing summit that's coming up august 16th 17th and 18th it's going to be at the elizabeth peretrovich hall and uh what is there a time that folks can show up that we yeah at eight, eight o'clock eight o'clock okay and, and it'll go on until three wow excellent excellent Uh, Gentlemen, thanks for joining us on Capital Chat. Absolutely. Thanks for having us. Thank you very much. Thank you.